Welcome to Last Orders, the podcast about the podcast. We are going to talk with some of the players about the recent episode of The Crowded Tavern. Most specifically about episode one, Welcome to Barakuro. With me today, I have my trusted friend and ally, Amanda. Say hi, Amanda. Hello. <laughs> I said, say hi, Amanda, not hello. Come on, we practiced this. Oh, hi, Amanda. <laughs> also with us, we have uh, two guests, two of the players. Um, so Adam, uh, AKA Adam Ori, AKA Strix. Hello. How are you doing? Hi, everyone. Good, good, good. Yeah. <laughs> Bit of a frantic few days, honestly, but uh, nice to settle down into a into a fun little chatty hour or so. <laughs> yeah, I, I know that feeling. Uh, as I said earlier, before we started recording, uh, I woke up in Rotterdam and now I'm back in in Odense, uh, uh, But yeah, okay. so <laughs> been around. Um, anyway, speaking of uh, Copenhagen, uh, uh, we have our very own Auburn, uh, aka Danny. How you doing? Hello, I am fine. And you are here on time, even though there was a little yes. bit of a, a time zone mix-up going on. Well, you didn't have to say that. You just <laughs> said that I was on time and it was pretty <laughs> It happens. Yeah, it, it does happen. Um, all right. Um, so what we're going to do here today is we're going to talk a little bit about... Uh, what we're going to do here today is that we're going to talk a little bit about... Um, um, the, the, the episode that we did, uh, the first session. Uh, maybe also talk a little bit about some of the other stuff we've been doing behind the scenes. Uh, I know we have a, we've had a few questions um, in that regards as well. Um, but before we get that far, I'd, I'd like to start with two things that I've been having on my mind. Um, and it's two missed opportunities on my part uh, that I just wanted to get out there because uh, one of them I found was really funny joke that I should have made. I forgot about it. And it's so I'm so annoyed about it because I've been thinking that's one of the first things I thought about when I thought about this scene, um, the scene where you're being pushed through the portals. And I wanted to say at some point, you you right now you're being railroaded through the lanes, railroaded through the story, you know, um, and I'm so I'm so sad that I didn't make that joke at that I forgot about it. <laughs> oh shit! We may as well just record the whole thing again. The very first time. Start over for that one joke. We do <laughs> because of that yeah. one joke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, put it in the. Put, I assume we're going to do a recap at the start of episode two. So uh, yeah, good point. I think you can put it yeah. in there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, should totally do that. Um, and, and something else we probably might want to put in the recap that I'm a little bit sad that uh, we actually didn't announce uh, is that we started at level 12. Um, your character, you made level 12 characters uh, and that's not exactly where you ended. Um, I know that my girlfriend was like, she was so sad that that revelation came off screen because she wanted to see the players' reactions. And, and to be honest, I, that's sort of like what I had in mind as well. Sort of forgot about it uh, halfway through. Um, uh, well, even until the end. Um, so, but yeah, you cannot. You cannot. Uh, I mean, we're we're still starting out, trying out new things. So um, maybe, maybe I'll, we'll get it right next time. <laughs> well, you know, some things are forgotten in the heat of the moment, and I guess we can still recap that uh, at the start of episode two, since it's really important knowledge. Because 
you know, mm. I was really sad. I had a really good character. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I was like, uh oh, oh no. Okay. <laughs> I, I mean, I liked the the turn in the story. Uh, that it happened, mm. uh, but I was like, "Oh man, I went from three attacks around to one." <laughs> <laughs> Big mood. <laughs> that is also why it was. Uh, Sorry, I mean, Adam. No, I was just gonna say, like, we'll see exactly how things play out in episode two, but that might not even be the most devastating drop in the group. I, I believe not. Yeah, special people who had <laughs> very high level spells like you. <laughs> mm. I know. I'm like, yeah, I mean, honestly, it's more losing access to the mid-level spells I'm worried about. <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. it's going to be interesting where that that whole thing is going. But um, but yeah, but I I do yeah. I I do have a plan with all that. Um, it is also a little bit hopefully a little bit experimenting with you know scaling people back down levels again. It's it's I still haven't figured out in my head how I'm exactly going to do it, but. We still have like from from the recording time. I still have one and a half week to figure that out. So it's, it's going to be fine. Don't worry about it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but did any of oh, you got this. <laughs> Did any of you see something like this coming, like a descaling of your your characters? Like, not at no. all. Okay. I thought we were going to just stay level twelve, and that that would be it. <laughs> right. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I will admit that there was a little note that you put in, in the Strix's prologue specifically that sort of clued me into, like, why would he call that out if he weren't going to take it away? <laughs> I didn't think we would, like, honestly, like, in my head, sort of knowing what's going to happen to Strix now, I kind of figured that, like, level five would be the floor and you wouldn't drop us below that because of with the things that are going to happen now as a result of Strix not having third level spells. Um, so just how far we dropped was came as a surprise, but I thought like, ah, oh, I might might drop a few levels. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, even at one point I was thinking of dropping you even lower, um, but I, I thought mm. that generally level four is like, you know, below that that threshold for a lot of people where they started getting a lot of good stuff, and I wanted you to get to get yeah. that feeling at least, um, and and hopefully, you know. Well, not hopefully, we will get around to what's actually going on. Why, why is this happening? Um, but obviously, I don't want to, to jump into that on this episode, at least. So, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, overall, how how did you enjoy uh, the first season? The first season we're already done, apparently. How did you enjoy? <laughs> See you later. Short, Bye. Actually, <laughs> how did you how did you uh, find the first session? Uh, let's just take each each one of you. Um, Start with Amanda. How are you doing? I really enjoyed it. Um, actually, I said on my other podcast today, Be Caring, I said um, that I had fairly high expectations for how um, the first episode would go, and it blew those expectations out of the water. Like it was, it went so well that I was pleasantly surprised. Surprised, like it just elevated everything that I had and I was like holy shit this is this was such a great episode um in all ways um I love the characters I love the reveal and um the music especially was fantastic and I feel like that really made it like it did it wasn't 
it, it would have been great without music as well, but the music was so perfect um, that it really elevated everything for me. Um, like I, I enjoyed it and I I haven't laughed that hard in a long time. <laughs> like it was so funny, um, but also really serious at times. Like it was just, it was, it was, I don't know. Can you tell I really liked it? Like it was, it was excellent. <laughs> I mean, good, good to hear. Um, uh... There's both things where I'm like, I'm very glad to hear that because that is, you know, sort of what I aim to do. But I'm also a little bit worried because, you know, the first session here has been very, at least from my part, very script scripted. I, I knew exactly everything that's going to happen in, in this particular episode, where the next one is probably a little bit more, um, you know, open what you can do because now you're in this world and you can explore it. And, and obviously I will be giving some hints to, you know, what I sort of, you know, I will not try and nudge you in a, in a direction, but technically, you know, you have an open new world you can explore. So, um, so yeah, scared about that. <laughs> um, Danny, how are, you, how are you feeling? As a, as a fellow DM, how are you feeling? <laughs> I feel jealous. <laughs> what? Okay. Um, no, actually, uh, I really uh, admired your storytelling. I thought you did amazing. Uh, I really visually in my head saw everything happening uh, as, you, as you described it you described it so well i was really living that story and uh, thought it was fantastic you, uh, you, and i was surprised uh, i knew that something would go wrong uh, obviously something would go wrong but uh, the way it went wrong was just so epic and uh, i really vividly saw the portals flying through the air dropping things and uh, everyone flying through trees and uh, stuff it was it was amazing i loved it and uh, uh, as a fellow dm i don't believe uh, that i could have done any better uh, you you nailed it i loved it thanks because i think that I yeah it is and I, I think that was also one of my uh, or, or still probably is a little bit one of my biggest concerns is that English is my second language. So, you know, sometimes when I need to describe things, uh, you know, I don't have as large as a vocabulary uh, as a native English speaker. And also sometimes I just can't find the words. Um, so I think that's, the, you know, the biggest thing that I'm, that I'm struggling with uh, currently. I thought it was fine. Uh, as I'm a Dane, just like you. <laughs> I don't know every single word, and I stumble, uh, sometimes stumble uh, in the words uh, uh, in English. And uh, listening to the bits where I talked uh, in the stream, uh, I I also caught myself speaking a bit of Danglish, which I hate. <laughs> <laughs> but you just get so excited, you don't really uh, think about it. You just play along. Mm. No. All right, Adam. Oh, sorry. Um, I'm, I'm just going to jump in here, sorry, and just um, on, on the point of visualizing the story. Um, I have that thing where I don't visualize when I read, um, or like I do, but it's like really, really, really not clear at all. Whereas like some people have full pictures in their heads when they read. Um, and your descriptions last week, Marty, I actually could picture things. Um, and that it's so rare for me to do that, but I could picture things so clearly. It was like it was actually mm. happening. Um, so I just want to jump on it with what Danny was saying, like that it was story very, very great storytelling because it actually activated that part mm. of my 
brain that actually doesn't really work. So <laughs> interesting. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> um, all right, Adam. No more praise. I cannot handle it. Ah um. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> well, I've got not much to say then if I'm not allowed to praise, um, because like, I, like I do think it was like a really, really excellent opening. Um, so, just to, to 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 try and not repeat, to sort of add on to to things, um, I think for me there's a hallmark of really good writing, which is where as you're going through sort of scene by scene and you're you're seeing the choices that the writers made, and you're like, oh, that's a that's a curious choice. I don't quite get why that works like that or why this character's been introduced. And then sort of you get to a big moment uh, and a reveal and it's like, oh, okay, everything makes sense now. Or sort of watching back when you know what's coming, you you, you understand much better why things had to be the way mm. they were. Uh, and I was, I like, I've rewatched the whole thing already minus the secret section, I skipped over that. But um, yeah, I think like even rewatching it was becoming more clear, like, okay, I see now why this character had to be introduced or whatever, because now I know where it's mm. going. It makes a lot more sense. But uh, I think the other thing that I want to pick up on is to sort of praise the the rest of the cast. Mm. Um, I've not had much of a chance to interact with Orvin uh, last session, and I'm really looking forward to Strix and Orvin interacting. <laughs> yes, me too. Um, <laughs> that would be amazing. Me free. <laughs> Um, but I had a, I had a, at least a little moment uh, of back and forth with with the, all of the other characters, and everybody does seem to be like very comfortable improving and bouncing off. So, I, like, it was a really great episode one, but I'm also looking forward to having a more open episode two, three, four, where it's not all on Marty, and we can mm -hmm. sort of sort of bounce off each other and just to see where that takes these these five characters that we've yeah. got agreed. agreed i have to really... say yep, sorry go on then yeah i i really uh, want to see conversations uh, happening of course not to the point where it it bogs down the story i want the story to happen too but uh, there's there are definitely some things that will be really fun i've been thinking a lot about what could be said and done and not everything is going to happen obviously uh, but uh, there are so many things, uh, so many conversations that could be had. Yeah. And I have to admit that, that I was really, uh, myself, really pleasantly surprised as well to just to see how pretty much everybody just, you know, caught the balls um, that I threw at them and kept them in the air. Uh, I, I, Nessa, I have to say, she is uh, probably one of my favorite characters in here currently. I think. She, uh, what we saw on in episode in, in uh, session one was she was so funny uh, to me at least. I really loved how um, just how 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 she you know the character you created how she how she is um, and I love that you just caught those balls and started to you know making a questionnaire about how Auburn's uh, <laughs> you know uh, uh, experience was. Uh, it was amazing. Well, you know, Neza, she she wants to know all that gritty little information so that's who she is as a person she's very inquisitive and is going to ask a lot of questions that will probably make you uncomfortable <laughs> also just to make one point clear that i danny the player really love dogs i love all animals <laughs> just, just because auburn doesn't uh, really care for them that much uh, he has reasons <laughs> to, to not like I, I get it as a deer, yes. you know. <laughs> but uh, but me, Danny, the player, loves all animals. Thank you for that clarification. <laughs> very, very important. important. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, I also think, and, and you know, one of the, my favorite scenes yeah, from this episode was uh, Strix's introduction. I, I, I mean, yes, um, Adam and, and I had been talking a little bit where you thought it could be funny if, if someone, if you know, someone from the cast thought he would be, uh, you know, familiar. And and as soon as you said that, I was like, this is such a cool idea. It's so funny. I, I love this idea. Let's see what I can do to, you know, try and, and uh, listen, uh, I mean, set that scene up. And then you said, uh, maybe he uses his zombies to 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 get around, uh, and I was like, "All right, it gets even better now." I can you know I I can see the scene in in, in front of me right now, and let's play plays Auburn right there. No, not Auburn, uh, Alim right there, and, and and see what happens. And it just it played out so freaking well, and I was I was really. Uh, you can probably see it on the live stream really trying not to 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 laugh uh like for <laughs> the full five minutes the scene went on <laughs> yeah i could not <laughs> laugh i that was so good your deadpan of it like and just rick's like what is going on like because yeah. that was not just in character rick yeah. was like what is this like, oh my gosh <laughs> like that no, reveal <laughs> was so good <laughs> I do think full credit to, to Rick in that scene as well, because I think it's, at least for me personally, and I do think for a lot of people, like it's easier to play that out there weird character. And it's much mm -hmm. harder to play the straight man reacting mm -hmm. to that. So like, yeah, I, looking forward to see how all of you handle that with Strix. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, no, definitely full credit to Rick for that scene. I also love that Strix seems kind of uh, the suspicious type, like why? Like he was kind of questioning Arlene, like, like, what can you do? Why are you here if you're if you're going on this? Then I don't understand that you say you can do nothing. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I think I can share it, right? Like, sort of part of my logic with that was um, Strix's sort of beak was a bit bent out of shape, learning that this guy Arlene that I've just met in a bar, who's seemingly doesn't really have any relevant talents, was accepted onto this expedition months ago. And I was only accepted a few days ago, like, and I've been applying that whole time. <laughs> uh, I, I, I think there are some little breadcrumbs Marty's been laying about, like, why that happened, and I don't know when we're gonna get to dig into that. But um, yeah, I, I noticed that that was an aspect of a lot of other characters only getting onto the expedition right at the last minute, which is mm -hmm. interesting. Yeah, I think, and I assume some arc that's gonna happen. I think Auburn's was just a month before, so. Mm. But Nessa, I think you got accepted in your prologue. If I'm Basically, remembering correct. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Don't know why, because obviously I'm the smart one. I need to go. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let me explain it all one more time. No. Um, <laughs> right. No. Yeah. Um, I don't. I, yeah, I don't know what to say. Um, I'll, I'll just keep my mouth shut. I think, and we'll we'll probably discover yeah. that. Uh, <laughs> I figured naturally. as much. Um, <laughs> Please um, spoil the entire adventure right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, let's see. Time twenty minutes. Let's jump into just a quick um, talk about session zero a little bit. Um, I want to. I mean, I think the whole website, our website, we will update that very soon but one thing and i have i haven't cleared this with amanda yet so i don't know if this will be a good or bad idea but i think i think it is uh, i want to maybe 
I'm getting yeah, flowing here. Go. Okay, give it to um, me, Marty. No, Let's I go. I want to make a, you know a few blog posts where I actually um, you know start, reveal some of the documents and stuff that I have uh, made for you, and so mm. maybe some of my you know what makes sense, some of my internal stuff. Just also to be like, you know, um, here's some stuff uh, for you new DMs who are like, what do I actually prepare? Because I know that's been my big you know when I started out, what do I prepare? You know, um, so maybe mm. just to give a little bit of insight of how I work. And, and and I mean, it's not necessarily, you know, the right way, but it, it works for me. Um, but just sharing that information, I think, could, could be pretty cool. Um, you don't... No, I think that's a yeah, terrible okay. idea. Downboat. All right. Um, <laughs> anyway, let's talk about session zero because we did do a little bit of, of things. Um, we, we did a, a session zero where we talked, you know, we obviously uh, the, the things we needed to get through since, you know, not everyone here knows each other is that we went through, you know, where are our boundaries, uh, uh, you know, what, um, how far can we, can we push things, stuff like that, just to get a feel for each other. Um, and then the second part was the systems that we're going to be using because not all everyone of you has been have been used to playing online or, or even playing with you know online systems. So so that's sort of like the the, the second part of it. Um, and and yeah, so session zero we play a little bit D and D and you played completely different characters. Um, how how was that whole experience all of a sudden to to have just getting here's some characters let's go let's try these things out. <laughs> It was not my first time playing a character that Marty made for me, um, but it was my first time playing it uh, at very short notice because I didn't even know we were actually going to play <laughs> together um, at that time. And it was a lot of fun. I feel like I really like um, Frain the... Furious, I think I named her. Yeah. Furious? I because I kept calling her Frain the Feral. <laughs> so I was like, no, but she's not feral, she's furious. Um I really liked playing her. She was a lot of fun and um it was great watching everybody learn the the system like that we're that we're using to play the game. Um because obviously Marty and I have been using that system in our private game for a while. I don't actually know how long because we tr we transferred it over to it at some point in the last two years we've been playing and um, it it's a great system and I even found that I learned some stuff that I didn't know you could do so that was really <laughs> cool too um, but my joy was getting to interact with the other four cast members for the very first time um, with um, and seeing them improv right away with a character that they had never seen before. And so it gave me a lot of joy and also hope that this is, that we've casted well and that- um, We did something right. It's going to be a lot We did something fun, right. <laughs> yeah, that we did something right. <laughs> um, so it, it was great. And um, I also really enjoyed playing an absolutely feral character. Maybe I should make them more often. And just a little fun note for at least the cast um, Frayne that Amanda was playing in the session series, the grandmother to Frayne that was in the in the live session uh, or in the session one. So just a little behind the scenes uh, law bump. It's been that it's been that long. I mean, it's also the goblins, so they don't necessarily live that long. Hmm. <laughs> True. But yeah, I mean, even Ron, 
um, that sadly <laughs> died in, in this session. I mean, even he's like, uh, he he's 50 years old at this point, so. Oh, Ron. <laughs> You'll always be in our hearts. <laughs> um, how about you, Danny? Session zero, how, how was it to... Because I know you were new to the whole online system thing. How, how was it for you to, to see that in action? Well, it felt much like a, a video game. So it didn't appear all that different to me. And I've played a lot of D&D &D and such related games. So kind of felt uh, like playing one of those, which I really enjoy. Uh, so it wasn't that foreign to me. Uh, but I thought it was great, like uh, Amanda said, uh, getting to play with the others really uh, mattered a lot uh, to me. Uh, so that you get the feel for how long, uh, how people will will uh, play when uh, when they play that uh, if they if they like to uh, play combat straight or if they like to act during combat and uh, and such <laughs> so uh, i thought it was great i thought it was also necessary uh, to to do it uh, so it was really good that we did yeah yeah i i have to 100 agree with that and to be fair i think even if we have had a little bit more time i would have liked to do another session off screen um uh, I, I think even in my original notes, I wrote two sessions, but we ended up just having one. But seeing session one now, um, I think that it's fine. I think this this group is working quite well. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. <laughs> and yeah, Adam, you were playing uh, Viero uh, in this in session uh, zero, and Viero had a little bit of a mention in Benjamin's scene with the uh, collectible uh, figure. Did you make mm. the connection to, to that card, or, or did you have you already forgotten about the character? <laughs> yeah, I did. I know it's uh, the the sort of fireball. Uh, I, I thought that was quite fun, uh, although I think it's probably worth saying to the to the listeners that uh, I was having some horrible technical difficulties during uh, session zero. So on the theme of uh, it being necessary to do that before we went live, it was very <laughs> necessary from my point of view. Uh, I definitely felt like my improv was uh, was thrown off and I was not like really on my game when we were playing, but it was still great to see uh, sort of the rest of the cast interacting. Um, and also I think seeing some of the NPCs that presumably given the events of episode one, there's little chance of us interacting with anytime soon now. Um, it was really nice to have sort of met them in person, as it were, even if it's with another character, so that I, the player, have a much better idea, who, like just who these people are, that it's my theory are going to drive a lot of the story, mm. even if we don't actually see very much yeah. of them. Yeah, I mean, there was a little bit of an, an intent um... By, I mean, I think originally when I just figured out that we were probably going to play something at SSM Zero, I just made some, you know, throwaway characters. But when I, the more I started thinking about it, the more I was like, it would make so much sense if it's actually tied at least just a little bit into to uh, this world that I've been creating. Because, you know, the, the the thought process was that if you guys, you know, recognize stuff and feel like a little bit excited about it and about the world and can, you know, nod to to when something is happening, it might sell the world better. So, so that was my that ended up being my intent uh, in, in the end. All right. Thanks. <clears throat> Sorry about that. Um, so 
probably a difficult question. Um, what are your expectations going forward? <laughs> Death. Death. All right. <laughs> no. Well, that might be some of that in there. I mean, um, probably. Uh, yeah, ahead. sorry. Um, probably, I think uh, we're going to have to explore. We're going to have to figure out figure out uh, what we can and cannot live off. And I quite uh, <laughs> I quite think there will be some dangerous uh, animals or inhabitants in this world that we don't know we get to meet. Hopefully, mm -hmm. so. Don't mind me, I'm just sitting here casually writing notes. <laughs> <laughs> Please tell me how to, how to do this. I don't know what I How do I fill out eight, nine more episodes? Um, yeah, I, I bet there will be some of that, Danny. I'm pretty sure there will be, you know. <laughs> it's just a theory, though. Yeah. Might just be politics for the next uh, eight episodes. Who <laughs> yep. gets to be the leader? That's a good question. Who will be the leader? So, mm -hmm. how 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 is Strix feeling? Is is Strix aiming, or will he be aiming for that uh, chief security spot? <laughs> he definitely won't be aiming for the chief chief spot. Strix wouldn't want to be the the leader in a situation like this, and I think he's too young for that to really be believable anyway. With how many people there are, um, but sort of you know, at, at, at the right hand of the person leading, like, I'll make sure everybody's safe while you figure out what we actually need to do. I, I could see him in a role like that. Definitely. Um, in terms of expectations, I would like just, just to, to, to sort of build on uh, what Danny was saying. We've got the, um, like, like you asked the same question in session zero. Mm -hmm. Um, what, what are and you said and something said, will go uh, wrong, and I was like, mm -hmm, yeah, something will go wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think I also said that sort of when you, you've got this, the 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 three elements of RPG and I of uh, uh, role playing, and I sort of suspected that this would be particularly heavy on exploration, and that's pretty much cemented now as an expectation of of, of what's going to happen. Um, uh, I guess also I could get a little bit more specific. Um, like I have two expectations and it's like of directions we could mm -hmm. go in. Um, if that sort of makes sense. I have a big question in my head and in Strix's head that he's going to be urgently trying to resolve at the start of next session, which is that obviously sort of we've gone through the portal and, and have been depowered. Like to what extent is that something you might expect if you were to find yourself in this situation. Uh, sort of the way I think of it is if you if you go through a portal to another planet, like if you or I went through a portal to another planet and your phone suddenly had no mm -hmm. signal, that's like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. That's kind of how phones mm -hmm. work. But if you step through a portal and your phone suddenly has no battery, even though it was fully charged, that's something's wrong with this place if it's that side of the coin. And sort of in character, out of character, I don't know which it is right now, but Strix is very keen to figure yeah. that out. Good. Glad to hear that. 
because I have written a lot of notes about that uh, while I've been in Rotterdam. Um, so, so I'd, um, <laughs> he he can uh, maybe try and see if he can figure some things out in that regards, and I'll I'll happily give some some um, some direction toward on some notches towards that um, because that is sort of like. Oh, I'm trying not to give too much away because I've had this, you know, world in my head for 15 years. But like, what I, I'm, I'm something I, I will call two ages in the in the future. So you, you, I mean, this is like the prequel to the prequel sort of thing that we're doing right now. Um, so so yeah, so so it's definitely something that I, that I, that will be answered in in this series is what is what is up with this place and 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 how do you how do you even you know as, as someone who's a magical user move forward in, in on, on you know a planet uh, planet like this so all right i'm personally looking forward to seeing um strix have to walk and fly without an endless <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh i think yeah i'm i'm wondering if strix is the only flying uh member not obviously not just of the party but of of, of all of the survivors because that's gonna put a a lot on his shoulders if he's mm. sort of kind of in an enforced scout role which i certainly wouldn't mind buddy mm. um i as you're aware like uh like like perception and, and sight is something that strix is firmly built for um but yeah, having that be something that's really unique to him would, would sort of draw attention to that aspect of the character. Yeah. And uh, it would, would be, I guess, a little unnerving even for Strix. There's like, oh, right, I guess I'm going to have to go up or out and, and be there completely on my own so that we know like where the fuck we are and what's going on and if anybody's coming to get us. I can actually... Auburn will probably be relating to that because he actually has training in uh, nature survival. The only thing is that Auburn has never ever been to real nature, <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, uh, so uh, he's probably also uh, going to be uh, doing a, a, a bit of that. But being the character that Auburn is, that's going to be very hard on him <laughs> because. Because one thing is uh, having a lot of training, and the other thing is actually having the practical experience mm -hmm. to do things. So there's also a, well, uh, an expectation. Don't worry, Auburn. <laughs> we have a very prestigious member of the Order of the mm -hmm. Owlbears to yeah. serve you and teach you all about survival skills actually in nature. Yes. Excellent. <laughs> what? It's just going to be. Who cares that he's only 16? <laughs> it's fine. It's going to be me and the kid out there living in the wild. <laughs> I, I love just the side note. I just I... love how both Nessa and Alim said, We're not parents. <laughs> just like, Nope, nope, not going to deal with that. <laughs> Sorry, Adam, you were saying. No, I'm really, I'm really looking forward to see how Benjamin develops as a character as well, because I think he's. Obviously, sort of, sort of, sort of, starting the farthest back, and therefore has the furthest to go in terms of character growth. And I'm, I'm really looking to see what what people have in mind for that arc and where that's going to go. I am also looking forward to seeing that because cheesy regular says to me, "Benjamin's really annoying. He's going to annoy you, and he's going to do it on purpose." And I'm like, "Great, because Nez is so good at people. She's going to have a great time with this." 
Yeah, it, it was uh, actually as as a, as a DM with this specific setting in mind and this story that I want to tell. Because I definitely, I definitely have some things. Because I have I have a story in mind as well, a different story that is going to happen in the future um, that I have in mind, um, and I need. Well, I don't need to because you can always retcon stuff. But I'm trying to see if because I've already written the story uh, as a nano remo, um, never went back to it and, and you know edited and stuff like that. But I actually do have a story, um, and I'm trying my hardest to get you to play along with me without me telling you to to you know do these things. Um, so I have like these checks checks that I'm trying to reach without telling you what they are. And it's really, really fun for me <laughs> to try and, 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 and get that done. And I don't know if I will get there, um, which is why that will probably also over the coming uh, few sessions, uh, there's probably a few NPCs that will be introduced as well as like named NPCs, um, because they will be the backup in case, you know, in case fail, uh, plan A fails, break glass, and here's an NPC that just funny enough fits, <laughs> you know, so. Um, so it would be really well, interesting to see because so so not even do I have this puzzle of you know, getting all your characters together, I have this another puzzle that I want to try and fit this puzzle with the other puzzle. So, um, mm -hmm. but but it, it's tremendous fun to me. So we'll, we'll see if it works or not. Um, and you know, worst case scenario, retcon the story that I already wrote. So, <laughs> well, I mean, you can always kind of tell as a player when the DM really wants something to happen. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, uh, part of the the unwritten uh, social contract in D&D is that that while you certainly get to do what you want as a player you should all also try to do what the DM wants because mm. that's where the story is so yeah yeah but I mean sorry. I'm very good at not doing what Marty as a DM <laughs> wants um, I'm just gonna put that out there yeah, but I, I will have to say that currently your character plays right into to what I want. So currently you're very good at maybe unintentionally uh, uh, actually doing what I want. So so that's fine. But but no, I mean obviously I I, I cannot you know decide. I mean I can try and push, uh, but I cannot decide how our, our character will develop over time. You know that's up to the player. Uh, and everybody who has tried to DM also knows that players can do you know go in all kinds of directions. To put it in a in a in a in a polite way, you know. So so we'll see what happens. But you know, I, I will try and, and and lay my puzzle pieces, and then we'll see where we end up in the end. <laughs> All right, let's jump into some community questions because we did have a few questions from our community. Um, so let's run through some of them. Um, so GDY sixty seven asked on our Discord. What was everyone's character creation process like? Um, so let's just start from go, going around uh, uh, the, the, the room, the, the virtual room we're sitting in. Amanda, if you want to start out, how was your character creation process? Because you, you were the so one that was I... done like, what, as one of the first, uh, right? You, you were one of the mm -hmm. first ones that were completely done with your character, right? Absolutely. It was not the night before we went live that I actually wrote her backstory. Um, that definitely did not happen. 
it's definitely, you know, when we first talked about this um, and developed the whole character and she was sorted and it wasn't the night DM, before. I would I like to roll an insight check right now. <laughs> 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 um, I did have the no. concept for Neza fairly early on, though, um, because I kind of based her on another character another monk character that i had that i really i played her for a one shot and i was like i would love to have a character like this that i could really develop um her thing this one shot character um her her kind of role was that she was very dexterous and like wise but she had a five she rolled i rolled a five for her intelligence so she was dumb and she was gullible and um like having to roll and i was like here comes my minus three in intelligence <laughs> um and like it was she was a lot of fun so i kind of had it in my head that i would like to play a monk similar similar to her um and neza is, is not is not uh, very dumb and gullible unlike uh, a high um but that's how i based her or where i had this idea um and I ended up buying the guide to Eberron, the D&D guide to Eberron, because Marty said that we were going to be in like a high magic, high technology world similar to Eberron, um, like kind of in that technology area. So I did. I, I bought the guide and I was like trying to, because I couldn't figure out other than a monk what I wanted her to be. And then that's when I found the Kalashtar. I was like, as soon as I read it, I like had to flip ahead in the guide and I was like, this is it. This is who she is. Like, this is the, the like thing that I was missing in her story. Um, and then my other like thought was that I wanted her to be a scientist because like I think it's really interesting dynamic for me to explore myself to have like that science and technology combined with that like monk and nature um, and like really natural world and how that dynamic plays out like uh, actually. Um, And yeah, so that's that's where she kind of was born. She went through a few iterations. I was talking about a an artif artificer and a monk like combination, um, and did did not do that because at the end of the day, like the monk benefits are from having like no armor, and if you're an artificer, you have a lot of armor. And I'm like, well, this would just be really contradictory, wouldn't it? Um, but she was almost like some kind of weird that combination. Um, but yeah, it was definitely the night before that um, I actually sat down and finally wrote her backstory because um, sometimes that's when the, cre the creative spark comes and like that's where you get it from. Like I kind of had that outline. I knew who who is she was, but like actually getting in the nitty gritty and discovering who she was, it's a different story. So. I do think it's worth jumping in there and, and also sort of just, just saying to the listeners um, that sort of when we were very first talking about um this campaign and and pulling together characters um amanda was very keen to, to to say to all the other players like no like don't worry about the party you guys play what you want to play i will make the party work so uh i don't think it's at all to amanda's detriment that that, that you were figuring things out last minute because you kind of needed to see everybody else's character first before you could really like see exactly what how, how your character needed to fit in the final mm -hmm. Um, in, in the final iteration. So, you know, just to, just to say again, thank you for that. Oh, you're very welcome. Um, and I know, like, there's a lot of fun as well in having unbalanced parties. Um, like, you, you don't need somebody up front. You don't need, like, a tank or a martial person. Like, it's fine. But also, 
it's sometimes really helpful to have somebody who is up there and like in in the front line of the fight so um i'm glad to and i'm glad to play a character that's not a rogue a rogue because i also play many many rogues which i also was thinking about and i was like no i'm gonna play something that's not a rogue for goodness sake <laughs> so all right danny how, did, how does auburn get born well the funny thing is uh, marty you've actually met auburn once before oh. but it wasn't auburn uh, back then his name was errol and he also came from our campaign in the uh, Eberron setting, actually, <laughs> too, because shifters are from uh, from the Eberron setting originally. Uh, and uh, in that one, he was uh, a druid princess, and uh, that ties into the story of the first time I actually permanently killed a character, which was Marty's character. <laughs> Dead and gone forever. Marty was very upset about that, by the way. <laughs> like, we talked about that for days. I wasn't upset about the death. I was upset about I couldn't figure out if I wanted to resurrect him. <laughs> well, true. He had the chance to resurrect him, but it, we, we all agreed it was cooler if he just had that heroic sacrifice to save uh, Errol, which is a long story, so I won't go into it, but uh, I based uh, I based the character of Errol, which was also a very nervous uh, deer uh, shifter, but who wanted to do the right thing, to who wanted to save his uh, his master, who uh, he believed was in danger because she, uh, she hadn't uh, returned uh, for a while, so uh, he asked for help. And he got it from the adventurers. Uh, and then I thought uh, more about what kind of uh, character I wanted to play. And I really wanted to play an arcane archer because I think they're really cool. And uh, and then I thought, what kind of character haven't I played before? And I have never played like a character that is nervous to the core almost, but genuinely wants to do good. So the, the, the dichotomy of playing a character who wants one thing but is another uh, uh, really appeals to me. So well, that's how uh, Auburn uh, was born. And uh, I just looked at a bunch of pictures of uh, Red Deer and thought, oh man, it will be so cool if he like, when he when he shifts, he turns into like a more badass version of himself. He becomes everything he wants to be, but he isn't when uh, when he's himself. So uh, I, I that's... Yeah, I have to say that I really loved when that actually came into because we saw that shift um, doing the, the the portal scene, and I just loved how well that was done. And 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 I'm happy that you waited because you did talk about that. We've been speaking, and, and you did say that uh, you thought about using that uh, ability later on, uh, early on, in, in when you had the dream sequence. And I'm happy that you saved it for this specific moment because seeing him, you know being from oh i'm just following orders to shift in and saving people and make like a perfect landing for 10 and then just shift back into his normal self and just completely melt uh i just loved that that whole you know uh, you know his his scene uh, so much when when all that happened thank you i really it's hard because I really wanted to get to make that shift and make it really cool, and I uh, thought well, it's gonna come out when he's at his most uh, stressed, or if there's a situation that he can't handle. Mm. Uh, so uh, the dream sequence was close for him, but I thought it's because he knows it's not real somewhere deep inside, then he's not 
It didn't even hurt. <laughs> yeah. But then he's not gonna do it. Uh, but but seeing mm. uh, the security chief being cut in half uh, <laughs> and having that instinct to just but well he told you to keep running. <laughs> And then something inside just comes out and says, you're in trouble now. You, you, you gotta do something. Yeah. Awesome. Strix, where's Seaborn? So, uh, I, I will say, Strix was actually straight off uh, my list that, you know, presumably most TTRPG players have of, of character concepts that I do want to get around to one day. He hadn't been sat on it for particularly long, but like, I. I Sort of, sort of the faint beginnings of Strix were there before I even knew about Crowded Tavern. Um, and I guess sort of... Uh, often I find uh, a lot of my characters are born when I find a subclass that I like and I think about it for long enough and then I pair that up with uh, a species and it sort of fits together in, in a way that I find interesting and that's definitely what happened with Strix. I... Uh, I'd known for a while that I wanted to play a, a necromancer at some point, um, and like didn't want to play like like wanted to put a twist on it, but I wasn't sure what I wanted the twist to be. Um, and then it's sort of occurred to me that uh, if you consider sort of like there, I think there are actually two D and D races around owls, but sort of when you consider an IRL owl, they're really not how they're presented in fantasy like often in fantasy an owl's considered like our, our wise old sage who's you know very friendly and has all this knowledge whereas like a typical actual owl's behavior is to fly out of the darkness dig its claws into you and carry you off and eat you that's like what owls do and it's not like friendly or wise at all it's horrifying um, so I wanted to drill into that aspect of, of that species. Um, and, and sort of the other thing that, that really helps is their, their, their very unique sort of style of vision, which is straight up an iconic scene from a horror film, if you, if you put it on anything other than an owl. So um, that's kind of how Strix mm. was born. Yeah, gauging chat and also just uh, I've seen some of the Twitter messages afterwards. It seems like a lot of people were just, even though he is a scary little owl, um, a lot of people fell in love with him. It feels like. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I was I was worried people were gonna hate him. Honestly, uh, uh, like not the other players sort of having interacted with them. I I, I I sort of knew we would get on, but I was worried like chat and and the audience were really not gonna like Strix because he's not a nice. <laughs> person like his alignment is good but like he's not friendly his charisma modifier is minus one and if i'd roll lower it'd be lower um he's a bit of an asshole like like it's it's funny to watch but if you imagined the scene between uh him and arlim like actually playing out between two actual pick people nah strix is being a straight up dick in that scene he he's is. not a good like he's not a nice person at all um I think Ar See, I Arlene really about took that, that to heart. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, Arlene knows. Arlene knows. Um, but I, I guess, sort of fortunately, uh, Danny came to my rescue by um, saying that Auburn doesn't like dogs, and I think that drew all the attention away yes. from him. <laughs> awesome. All right, we have another one from Guest Lizzie with it. Um, good old Lizzie asks, 
Did anyone other than the DM know about the setting? Anyone who wants to un answer that? I mean, we knew some of it. We mm. Marty gave us a fairly in-depth description of the setting of Baragul and what to expect in that world. Um, high magic, high technology, science, um, the IAC, and stuff. <laughs> yeah. I guess it depends sort of which setting they're referring because obviously there's there's the setting that was the setting for most of episode one, which was Baragura, which uh, Marty was great and provided loads of information on, um, which makes sense because that's information we would know in character. And mm. also what would make sense, no idea about where we are and what is presumably the setting for mm. most of the season. No information about that. And again, totally appropriate because Strix has no idea where he is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, don't know how much more I can add. <laughs> no, no. We, we, we knew about the the start. We don't know where we are or what's gonna happen. I had this weird thing halfway through where I was sort of like, "Did I do it wrong?" Because I was really unsure. Because I, I gave you the setting about Barakuro, and I could see that the responses I got back from everyone, everybody just loved that setting. And everybody, everybody was like, "Oh, this sounds so cool!" And this is such a, you know, lots of, you know, people were really vibing with this place. And I knew at that point that, yep, that's um, that's not where we're going to spend most of this season. Uh, and everybody was just so excited about that world. And and I was just so like, Oof, "Did I shoot myself in the foot right now?" Because everybody seems so excited about that place. But I think I wrote it off in my own brain to be like, "Well." If you know the more excited you about are about the world, the better because you know it will because then it might be you know a lot uh, uh, you know a bigger downer when you actually realize that oh we're actually not where we're supposed to be. Um, so so that was sort of my, my thought process, but uh, I was worried for probably a day or two. <laughs> <laughs> but I think no, we I think... all knew what we were signing up for because the expedition yeah. was was front and center like that's what it was mentioned in the document like that's what you briefed us on like there's going to be an expedition yeah. to a new world so we're all planning to leave this world that you introduced mm. in the first place um so i think that there you, you set our expectations so there isn't that disappointment no. that like ah oh, shit now we're leaving this really cool place to go to this weird place where we're level mm. like nothing you know yeah, if we weren't excited about yeah. going to some uh, somewhere new, we would have just said, "Hey, can we just have the entire campaign instead?" <laughs> the, yeah. the thing is, oh, sorry. I, I also think it's go worth on. saying uh, that 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 it's not like even if we never go back. I wonder if we might make it back like right at the end of the season as a sort of bookending thing. But even if we never go back to Baragoro for like five seasons, Baragoro is gone. Mm. It's not coming back. Like it's not like that's not going to have an effect on the campaign. I'm still playing a character that grew up there and I'm interacting mm -hmm. primarily with other characters that grew up there. We have, our characters have, if you like, a, a Baragur mindset. We'll be going about things the way people would that, that grew up there. Um, so I still think it's like that, that all that city and that world building that you did is inevitably going to have an impact on the campaign, even if we never mm -hmm. see the actual mm -hmm. place again. Totally agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that's sort of, sort of like what resonated. Uh, I got to, I was figured out, thought about, uh, and, and the conclusion that I got to as well as so. that. Um, 
And but, but I have to admit also because all all this law that I came up with for this is something that I've come up with over the last you know th uh, few months uh, that we prepared for this. So it's actually all new law that I made up just for one session, uh, and then you know. So it was also I was also sort of like, am I over preparing? What am I doing? What is this? Um, but um, and I, I for sort of fallen in love with this world now as well. So. If there will be more seasons, I think it could maybe be fun to go back and explore that world a little bit more, maybe. But but let's see. Let, let's focus on on this season and then see where we at uh, after this. But um, but yeah, um, I've, I've fallen in love in, in my own world that I created. So so that's awesome. <laughs> Right. I have a quick one from Gemma, who asked, "How much do you talk behind the scenes to plan things?" Anyone who has anything? Very little. Well, very little regarding the actual, the actual story. I, I think because we don't really know where, where we're going. I think most of us don't actually want to, to like, talk anything out in advance. I think we all uh, would want to, things to happen naturally, to be uh, mostly improvised at least. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I don't think we, like, nothing's in any way scripted. I think, like, as you said, the closest we came to, to like, planning things in advance would be me saying to Marty, oh, I have an idea about this. It would be cool if this mm. happened. Or, you know, maybe, like 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 I've said on this on this podcast, you know, like, I'm wondering about this thing, and, and I don't know how that's going to play out, and, yeah. Last time I said something like that to Marty, he totally took it on board and ran with it. But I have no idea if he's going to do that, and sort of I'll get thrown what I'm thrown mm. in session, and, and I'll, I'll react to it in in the moment. This question is a really good uh, example on why I want to do these blocks because I think some people who's not, especially people who haven't played D D, might watch this and be like, "Oh, this this is a very cool scripted show," you know, um, and it's in fact it isn't. Um, sure, the characters themselves have been, you know, somewhat defined uh, by the players themselves. I, I, I might have nudged here and there where I felt like, hey, this would work a little bit better for me if, if, uh, if it would be this way. But besides that, I, t I try to stay away from your characters. And it's, uh, so, so the characters are, are, are like ninety-nine percent the players uh, that has this, uh, that have to find them um, within the framework that I've been give, uh, giving them about, you know, this world. Um, and then I also made each of you like a small document that just quickly described um, what have you been doing the past month, roughly? Uh, what are you up to right now? And the last bit is basically this is what happens uh, right before we start the session, it's just so people could, could be a, just a little bit prepared and don't be thrown in at the too deep end. Um, but everything that happened on screen, the conversations, all of that is just, you know, made up on the spot, um, which is also why when I then see that people are running with those balls that I'm throwing at them, it's amazing to see someone like Nessa going into questionnaire mode um, or, yeah, things like that. So, all right. Any last uh, words, comments, questions uh, from, from you guys here now? Or should we end this thing? I'm just really looking forward to next week um, to record the next live episode. Um, 
you've put us in a really precarious situation here, Marty, and I'm like really excited to see how we all respond. And I'm also nervous to see how much Benjamin actually does get on my nerves. Nezus, Nezus. Because I've been promised very annoying, so, you know. Nope. Yeah, I'll second that. I'm really, uh, really excited about playing again and seeing where the story goes and mm-hmm. what happens to uh, to all of us. That's up to you. <laughs> it's up to me. I kill everyone. All right, all right. The end. Auburn <laughs> snaps. <I> snap. <laughs> Go on a murder spree. It was a, it was a short season, but at least season one, uh, episode one was good. <laughs> I told you, death. Uh, Adam, any last words? Foreshadowing. Uh, yeah, n- nothing other than to echo um, what, what everybody else has said. Really looking forward to to session two um, and, and the rest of the season, um, seeing sort of what you've got planned and also sort of what we come up with together. Um, just bouncing off each other like yeah re- really very limited interactions uh, at least between Strix and other characters in, in session one so looking forward to developing all of those relationships more deeply in, uh, over the next few yeah, sessions yeah I mean I planned episode one and I planned episode ten I don't really have too much in between so let's see what the hell how, how that happened how, what happened <laughs> excellent <laughs> what are you looking forward to I'm looking forward to I mean party I'm 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 looking forward to see how everyone is um, handling the situation that they're in right now. I think we most of you we sort of got a little bit of a, a tidbit uh, in in the last hour of, of last session to see after you landed and and just went into you know chaotic uh, uh, you know uh, let's scale everyone up mode um, and then to actually see you know when the realization kicks in, because I don't think that has happened yet. You know, you, you, you basically just, just touch, you know, the, the sky people, throw people out and some food. Let's <laughs> see what happens from now, you know. Um, so so I'm looking forward to that. And obviously I'm looking forward to see if, if all my small, you know, hints and nudges actually gets me there where I want the story to, to, to go. Um, so I don't have to rewrite a full novel. Um, or at least nan- nano remo thing, um, but uh, but yeah, and and I'm just excited. I think what surprised me the most was just how how much how you know the the, the, the level of roleplay every, everybody was doing. Um, I I mean obviously I know, knew that you know half of the cast is, is streamers and is used to be you know being on screen and doing stuff, but you know you never really know how people will act in a dnd setting you know so it was really good to see and and i'm i'm, I'm very happy that it turned out as it, it did so far as so i'm i'm looking forward to see you know what will happen uh how, how will the players react to to the next few things so all right I think that was uh, what we had this week. Um, a little bit over an hour, but I think that should be fine. Um, if you um, want to, you know, be updated on when there is new episodes, if you want, uh, if you have questions, you can ask them to us, and you can do that over on Twitter at uh, at Crowded Tavern. Um, you can also join our Discord, uh, which is you can find at geekherring.com/discord. 
um, you have a channel in there where you can ask questions and things like that as well if you um, yeah if you have them so um, I think that's it thanks for watching slash listening depending on where you are uh, watching listening to this um, and I'm going to jump in here and say if you really like the Crowded Tavern please um, review us wherever you listen to your podcast because that's really really cool and really awesome and really yep. important thank you alright if you hate it, please don't worry. <laughs> well, at least then give const constructive feedback, you know, so I know what, what, what I should change. Okay. Yeah. I think that's it. Um, <laughs> thank you. Goodbye, everyone. See you soon. Now roll for this. Bye. Bye.